Just like repentance. It takes repentance for salvation, but repentance continues. <laughs> Where we become more conscious of our sin after salvation and uh, our shortcomings after salvation. And so, you know, as we, as we walk this walk, we are to live, the Bible tells us several times, by faith. And then so... Um, as the first statement in the, in the book here was faith is the positive aspect of true conversion, the human side of regeneration. So under faith, the big Roman numeral one was the importance of faith, and we went through all those. The big Roman numeral two was the meaning of faith, and we went through those. And then Roman numeral three was the manner of faith, and I think that's kind of where we're at is the manner of, you know, there's the results of faith. So number four was the results of faith. And, and there's where we're at. Under results of faith, there was the salvation, which is the initial act of our faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. All right. So the initial act of our faith, or initial result of faith, is salvation. Secondly, the normal Christian experience. That's where we was, and we labored... The last time we were looking at this was the normal Christian experience. Faith is the is faith, the principle of the new life. The just shall live by faith. That's it, it becomes a life of faith, and I uh, appreciate some of the statements that uh, Brother Tim was sharing with me. I think it was Sunday, but here recently, um, along these lines, where where you know you read these. Um, the scriptures, you know that they're to us. It's in the New Testament. Uh, you know it's in the scriptures. It's God's word. Uh, when he's, you know, the, the statements along the lines of moving mountains and moving sycamine trees. Why couldn't we cast this, uh, this devil out of this child? And basically, you know, he, he, taught, he basically said it was a lack of their faith. And and in if you're going to have that type of strength in faith, it comes with pray, you know prayer and fasting. So there's a fasting part too, which is a whole other study. And then as I pointed out, just scriptures like you know John 14. I if if you just read it face value, straight out of scripture, Christ saying in 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 verse number thir- twelve of of. John 14, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, that's faith. (laughs) He that believeth on me, and I don't understand it all, but I know that it's here, and I want to learn more about it. And and, and statements that Brother Tim made, he wants to learn more about it. I want everybody to learn more about it and to tap into it. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And that makes you scratch your head. And greater works than these shall be than the than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. And again, straight out of Scripture, verbatim out of Christ's mouth. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So when we pray and ask in Jesus' name, do we have faith that He's going to do it? Because this is this goes into tonight's lesson. 
It's part of our, it's part of our faith. And if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Whatsoever in anything. That's a lot. That's a lot of things. That's a lot of what's. And I know, you know, James and other places about, you know, asking amiss, consuming upon our own lust, and so on and so forth. But if we ask right, and we ask in Jesus' name that the Father may be glorified in the Son, why can't we believe that? And then, of course, there is a stipulation there about our love for him. If you love me, keep my commandments. But there are just, there's just verses like that that you're thinking... Does that apply? To, is that for me? Well, why can't it be? Our faith. Um, you know, when it astonished, you know, the, the, the disciples were astonished oftentimes at the, the works of Christ, stealing the, the storm. I like, and Brother David Wells, Brother Aaron Wells' daddy, he just, just one of those messages, and then he had just a way of bringing it out. And, um, and he's talking about that maniac of Gadara. While the storm was raging there on the sea, and Jesus was asleep in the hinder part of the ship, <laughs> there was a man cutting himself, running around naked in the tombs, that could, he was in a high place. He could see the sea. He could see the storm. He could see the disciples toiling and rowing down there. I mean, whatever they, he could see them. He could see this little, and he, he knew that they were in trouble. And maybe he could see a little figure in this boat stand up and go to the front of the, the front of the ship and the little boat there. And, and then all of a sudden the waves were calm and the storm was gone. And that prompted something in that maniac to be down at the shore <laughs> when the ship landed and to cry out to Jesus Christ. And, you know, it prompted an act of faith because of Christ's work. And then, you know, they, they see that, and then he gave them the ability to, to go and do these things also. James, James is for us. We, we practice. We've got the oil in here. Some of you have called the elders of the church for your ailments. Some of you have never, never done that. And I stand up here as your pastor going, why? <laughs> in my mind, you know, you come in, please put me on your prayer list. I've got this going on in my life. Well, James says, and why can't we believe it and practice it? James says, is any of you afflicted? This is not in here. Is any of you afflicted? And you, you might say, yeah, me. Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? All right, what do we do? Let him, let him call. Look, I, if, as an elder of the church, if you want to put it that way and put me in that position, I can't, I can't come out and grab you by the hand and say, let's go. Why? Because that would be acting upon my faith for, for the prayer. 
It's got to act upon your faith. If you're sick, let you be the one to call the elders of the church. Because in doing so, you're, you're, step, you're, you're stepping out on your faith in the scriptures, your faith in the word of God, your faith of what God can do for you. But you've got to be the one to call. Not, I can't do it for you. I mean, I can't just go and say, let's, let's come to the altar. No, you've got to be the one because you have to have a desire. You have to have the want to. Just like in salvation, you come when you are miserable enough in conviction that you need some relief. And when you move that way, then you exercise your faith and God saves you. Same thing with being sick. You just got to get sick enough. <laughs> you got to get tired of being sick enough. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Why can't we believe that? And then in believing it, why don't we practice it? Or you say, I know God can, but I don't know that God will for me. And that's covered tonight in the lesson. Hebrews chapter 1. So this, we're getting into here. So that was the, the so under the results of it, oh yeah, yeah, the results of it, salvation was initially, then just our normal Christian walk. We live by faith. Faith is the principle of the new life. And then here's, the, here's number three. And this is the last sex, part of this section on faith, and then we get into justification. We'll be able to do this in 15 minutes. This last section, because basically you've heard me say all this before. Here we are again. Imagine that. What's God trying to tell us? Hmm. Holy achievements. That's what number three is. The results of faith, salvation, our normal Christian walk, and here it is. This is what we scratch our head and we ask ourselves, does that apply to me? Holy achievements. Holy achievements. That's that mountain-moving faith. That's that sycamine tree-moving faith. That's that faith, praying, and healing faith. Holy achievements. I don't have all the answers, but I want to know. Brother Hall, yeah, he's a famous orange ottoman. He prayed himself through college, Bible college in that, on the orange ottoman. He prayed for his brothers on the orange ottoman. Randall, who was, <laughs> Randall, who was instrumental in getting Brother Hall to go to church the day that he got saved, was in church but was lost. And then Brother Hall mentioned brother, his brother Randall for years, and we, we as a family, every night when I was saying the prayers with the kids, we would pray for Uncle Randall. And by the end of Randall's life, Randall got saved by his testimony and, and life. He, he was saved at the end of his life, and that, I think, it was probably started on the Orange Ottoman. And so... So it's funny, you know, as, as they've been trying to get, you know, going through their stuff and, and asking the family what they wanted about it, and Lisa wanted the orange ottoman. And we put it in our closet. Have we used it like we need to? No. <laughs> I've got a little prayer bench in there too. 
But there's times that I'd look at Lisa. I said, look, you need to, you need to get a hold of what Brother Hall got a hold of on that orange ottoman. And I'm, I'm not preaching to Lisa, but I'm preaching to all of us that way. We need to find us an orange ottoman. We need to find us a prayer bench in a closet. And we need to practice what the Bible says about prayer. Going in with nobody, nobody knowing. The Bible says we can pray in secret. And he will reward us openly. Why can't we believe that? Why can't we practice that? Go into the closet. Shut the door. Pray. Believing. Asking in Jesus' name that the, God, that the Father might be glorified. I just read it to you. And, and I'm talking to me too. I say we. If we can just get a hold. I mean prayer seems to be this church's ministry so far. We don't have a radio station. We don't have a Christian school. <laughs> we don't have a printing ministry. We don't have a jail ministry, although that is something we kind of sort of looked into. We don't have a nursing home ministry. It seems to be we have a prayer ministry. Wednesday nights we come and we pray. Saturday nights we come and pray. But getting underneath that load as a prayer ministry... Not that we should be glorified in it, but that God would be glorified in it, like John chapter 14, verse 13 said. That he may be glorified. And if we get in that mindset and we, and we get that hold of that statement that Mr. Brancroft says here in just a minute that I put on our, my Facebook and the Facebook of the church, if we can get a hold of this statement, it will transform us. Holy achievements, Hebrews 11 Hebrews 11 and verse number 1 and 2. Now faith is, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. So again, holy achievements. Let's see. Faith, and then again, here's, here's that statement that I put on the Facebook the other day. And it's just rich. If we can get a hold of this. Faith. Releases the omnipotence. Omnip, let me start all over. Faith releases the omnipotence of God. And let's see where I'm at. Uh, there we go. Omnipotence of God and makes it available. Makes what available? His omnipotence, which is His power, all power. Faith releases the omnipotence of God and makes it available for the doing of his will and work. We seek God's will for our lives, but we say, I don't know if I can do that, Lord. There's our doubt. That's not faith. That's doubt. Just like I doubted, at least for 24 hours. God revealed to me that he wanted to call me to, that he, he wanted me to preach. I'm like, Lord, I can't preach. I'm in the military. I even got to share this testimony to a bunch, to about I don't know six security forces on base today, and um, how I got to Oklahoma and what God done went and done for me. I said, I said, because I was telling them I used to be security forces and went into disaster preparedness, which is emergency management now. And I said, I told God I could not be enlisted and preach. I couldn't be in the Air Force and preach. 
So I went ahead and surrendered the call to preach and got out of the Air Force. And then 31 years later, I'm working for the Air Force and I'm preaching. Woo! Doing exactly what I did 31 years ago. And God said, see, you can. Might have just took you a while, <laughs> but you've seen. So the will of God, God says, I want you to. And you say, I can't. We see examples of that in Gideon. God, you're calling me? I am, my father's house is the least of our tribe, and I'm the least of the least of my father's house. But our faith releases his omnipotence for the will of God to work in our lives and for the work of God to work in our lives. Moses, Lord, I can't. I'm slow of tongue. Can Aaron go with me? And he led a people, a great people, out of Egypt. And we can go on and on and on of people that felt that were weak, people that were foolish. But God, Romans, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 says that's why he chooses the foolish. That's why he chooses the weak. That's why he chooses the base. So he will get glory. And that goes back to John chapter 14. So faith releases the omnipotence of God and makes it available for the doing of his will and work. But you got to have faith. So holy achievements. Physical healing, Matthew chapter 9. Physical healing. We've kind of touched on this already a little bit. In James, and we might have already touched on it here as well. Yep. Nope, maybe. Matthew chapter 9, verses 22 and 29. Verse 22, but Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, daughter be, or yeah, daughter turned him about, turned himself about. Uh, and when he saw her, he, uh, he said, daughter be of good comfort, thy faith hath, hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Whose faith? Was it Christ's faith? No. It was the woman's faith. I've dealt with this message already before here. Dealt with that situation. The woman's faith made her whole. She had already said in her heart, if I, she, verse number 21, for she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. That was her faith. Her faith... <laughs> Release the omnipotence of God to exercise the work, the will, and the work, the work of God in her to touch that garment and then to be made whole. Her faith did it. We see it again in verse number 29 as well. Let's just pick up reading verse number 27. And when Jesus departed thence, I've already preached these scriptures, I've already preached this message. And when Jesus departed, Thence two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? That's a question. They said unto him, Yea, Lord. 
Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. It wouldn't have been done to them had they not believed that he could have done it. And so there's where we limit God so much. We know that God is able to. He has the omnipotence to. He knows about our problem. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's with us, but making the connection according to thy faith. When we pray, Brother Hall tells a story of a woman that told Brother Hall early in the radio ministry for Brother Hall to lay hold on the promise. <laughs> Basically, name it and claim it. <laughs> and, and I understand where they're coming, for, coming from when it comes to as far as the charismatic goes and so on and so forth. But at the same time, Jesus said, as your faith has said, basically, according to your faith, so be it, be it done to you. And it was done according to their faith, the woman and these two blind men. What are we praying for? Have we got enough faith to see it through? Or, or is it not happening because of our faith? Sister Debbie testified, I'm just going by her testimony, but she testified that she had been prayed over several times, anointed with oil. She called this last time for the men to come, and I know she's got the walker tonight. But she was using that four-footed walker a whole lot, and then the last time she said, she testified that God dealt with her on her faith. And then when we anointed her this last time, God did some things, and she and Kara was here to see it. And she, you know, and Debbie, though she has still, you know, the problems and the, the twisted joints and so on and so forth, she was able to get around for a long time, quite some time, without that four-footed cane and, and had some improvement. Whose faith? The men. Brother Hall used to tell us, men, don't come up here unless you've got faith to believe that God will. But then the sick don't come up here, don't call on the elders, unless you've got faith that God will. Not that he can, we know he's God, he created us, created the worlds, but that he will. Help us now. I said I was going to get done. Let's just look at a couple others here. Uh... Yeah, okay, that's where it was at. So, and I, I done read James, well, James 5, 14, uh, uh, 14 and 15, all was there. So the second one, so our physical healing, holy achievements by our faith. Second one was an answer to prayer according to God's will. While we're in Matthew, Matthew 21. Now, I, I know we pray according to God's will, and it's not always according to God's will to, to heal us. We understand that. We know that, you know, as it is appointed unto men once to die, that there is an appointment we're all going to keep. My dad kept his last night. Mine could be tonight. I don't know. 
There's an appointment. And I've heard often, and it's been put in song, and it's been put in little poems and things like that, that sometimes an answer to prayer that God would deliver them from their illness, the answer is death. Again, being put in song and being put in poem, because we know to be absent from the body, according to Paul, is to be present with the Lord. If you're his child, and if you're praying for a child of God, and precious are the death of his saints, the Bible tells us. And if you're praying for a child of God to be relieved of their pain and their agony and their, dis- and their discomfort, death could be that answer to prayer. I don't know. But praying for God's will and under- trying to, and not only understanding God's will, because sometimes praying for God's will but being satisfied, that's a better word, being satisfied with his will. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says wait. Sometimes he does it a different way. Matthew 21, 22, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. That's very similar to John chapter 14. An answer to prayer according to God's will. So, and there's again that believing, that faith is in there. James chapter 1, here's a C further. Let's just run a couple of scriptures here. I'm trying to hurry. James chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. If you're wavering in your faith. Again, oftentimes we get down and say, well, I know what the Bible says, and I'm going to pray that way. But you get down with an attitude of wavering. He's talking about praying for wisdom. But even, I mean, we can apply apply other things. But even praying for wisdom. Get down and pray for wisdom, and then don't think God's going to do it. Because <laughs> you waver in your faith. So there's, there's them, uh, let's just, let's, well, while we're back here, let's just go to 1 John. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence, I like that word, that's, that's unwavering. <laughs> and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, here's a little caveat, According to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever, oh, there's anything and whatsoever, both in the same sentence. What? And if we know that he hears us, he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Confidence. No, verse 15. Unwavering, help us now. Help me, Lord. 
I want this kind of prayer life. I want this kind of faith. I want it for me and I want it for you. I want it for this church and individual believers in here. All right, so I won't run any more references there. So, holy achievements, physical healing, an answer to prayer according to God's will, and then number number three, wonder-working power. (laughs) Matthew chapter 21, wonder-working power. Matthew 21, verse 21. Let me back up here. Talk about that fig tree here. Verse 20, And when, G, when the disciples saw it, because it withered away, presently the fig tree withered away, when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith, <laughs> and doubt not, there's that wavering, if ye have faith and doubt not, that's that confidence, that's that knowledge that we just read in 1 John. If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this, which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, <laughs> believing, ye shall receive. There's that mountain moving faith. Woo! What is it? Doubt not. My, my, my. And doubt not. Okay, and then, of course, there's a whole bunch more there. I'm not going to take the time. But then the fourthly, that's wonder-working power. And then fourth thing, all things made possible. Matthew, Mark, Mark chapter 9. All things made possible. So holy achievements, physical healing, Answer to prayer according to God's will, wonder-working power, and all things made possible. Matthew 9, I'm sorry, Mark 9, I said Matthew, Mark 9, and verse number 23. Let's back up and see here. Okay, let's go to, let's go to 14 and read it. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes answered, uh, questioning with them, and straightway all the people, when they had beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye, uh, ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath the dumb spirit, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he, and he foameth, and gnasheth his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples, and they could not cast him out, and they uh, and they uh, uh, that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked the father, Father, how long is it ago since the, this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times he hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. 
And this is where we wanted to get to, verse number 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. There's the little word if, and that's what gets us. If thou canst believe. If you can believe. That's a good question. Go look in the mirror and ask that dude in the mirror, that lady in the mirror. <laughs> can you believe? Can you believe that when the scripture says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance? God is not willing, and you've got lost loved ones. Can you believe God to save them? Because that's the will of God. He's not willing that any should perish. He's willing that all should come to repentance. God, you're not willing that my loved ones should perish without you. I believe that you will convict them. I believe that you will save them. Because that's your will. Canst thou believe? Hmm. So apparently the father believed because <laughs> he says this right here. And straightway the father the child, uh, of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, <laughs> woo, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. There's where you, that's, what, that's, that's the answer that you're going to find in the mirror. You're going to say, I can believe you, God, for some things. You're going to say, I have believed you, God, for some things. I believed you, God, for salvation. You saved me. I believed you to buy my groceries or provide some groceries, and you did that for me. I believed you to help me get some tires, and I didn't tell anybody about it. And then, God, somehow, some way, you laid it upon somebody's heart, and we've got new tires. Or you allowed whatever, somehow that to come about. So there are some things that you have believed. But there's so much more that we can believe. And the father here said, help thou my unbelief. So he had some belief. He, had, he believed enough that this child was healed. Because he said, Lord, I believe. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief, mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, the disciples asked him privately, Why could we not, why could not we cast him out? <coughs> several people, several of them tried, we. And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So, I like that question, if thou canst believe. And then, 
there's another reference, but I'm not going to give it to The doctrinal statement of faith on this section. The doctrinal statement, we're done. By faith, we lay hold of God's almightiness. Faith can do anything that God can do. Man. By faith, we lay hold of God's almightiness. I just got some pray I just got some direction to pray. By faith we can we lay hold of God's almightiness. Faith can do anything that God can do. If I by faith can just touch the heel the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. That was faith. She reached and touched and was made whole. Her faith made her whole. There's another question. Will thou be made whole? Mm. Lots to think about right there, boys. My mind is just... Help thou mine unbelief. I think we're going to have an invitation tonight. You have an opportunity to pray. And maybe like that, Father, you ask the Lord to help your unbelief.